Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you are doing well, staying safe, and being healthy out there. And by the way, happy 4th of July weekend. If you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Don't drive. Hang out. If you're going to do fireworks, be responsible with it. Don't go setting fires. Don't blow off your hand. Don't do any of that crazy nonsense. But 4th of July, it's, uh, you know, when I think of it, I think of the fireworks. I think of hot dogs. I think of the grill. I think of maybe going out on the in the pool, having a beer. That's what I think of. But you know what else I think of? Is baseball. Day baseball on 4th of July is the best. Last year, we didn't have it because of the uh, the labor negotiations that was going on, which was another blemish on uh, Major League Baseball. Is base, baseball, God, Manfred just doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I just, just got to get that off my chest. Such a disappointment last year. We didn't have baseball on 4th of July. It was the first time since, I believe, uh, the the uh, the the labor strike in '81 was the first time, and prior to that, I mean, I think we're going back to like the 1800s that we didn't have baseball on the Fourth of July. So, very interesting times that we're in. But now that we have baseball back, maybe it feels like things are getting a little bit back to normal. Are you guys feeling that way too? I I kind of am. So. I haven't been on a plane yet, though. I haven't been on a plane yet. I'm trying to ease my way into that. Should be fine. I'm fully vaccinated. But uh, you know who has been on a plane is Bill Plunkett, who we will be speaking with today. We will be speaking with Bill Plunkett, beat writer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, for the Orange County Register. Bill Plunkett was uh, on a plane yesterday, and he is now in D.C., so, that's fun. <laughs> that That's great. Going in to go play the Nationals after they just had a two-game, uh, do you call it a sweep? Do you call a two-game series a sweep if you win two games? Or is it just a two-game winning streak? What, what, do, what do you call it? I mean, it's got to be three games, call it a sweep, right? I don't know. What, what do you guys think? But after the Dodgers took care of business in L.A. against the Giants, a big showdown, and we have more of those showdowns as it comes to the end of this month. I believe they play, uh, what is it, seven times in the last week leading up to the deadline. It's going to be fun stuff. It's going to go down to the wire. I think, uh, I think we're all on that, uh, on that belief. That's going to go down to the wire. But uh, we're going to talk about the Dodgers here on this podcast with Bill Plunkett. And we'll see, you know, it's a long, it's a long plane ride to, uh, to D.C. We'll see what he did in his, in his spare time on his way to D.C. and what he plans on doing this week, uh, 4th of July weekend. And there's a lot of storylines floating around Trevor Bauer, Spider Tack, everything going on. We're going to talk about all that. Coming up next with Bill Plunkett of Orange County Register, beat writer for the Los Angeles Dodgers. You are listening to Passion for the Pastime podcast.
Hi, is this Bill? Yeah, that's me. Hey, Bill, it's Walter. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Good, good. Uh, is this still a good time for you? Does it still work? Yeah, yeah, perfect time. All right, perfect. Uh, it'll only take about 15 to 20 minutes, and uh, we'll just get get right on into it. Uh, All morning, right. Morning going good? Yeah. <laughs> Human as hell here, but uh, <laughs> that's to be expected in the summertime. All right, cool. All right, here we go. Three, two. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Passion for the Pastime podcast. Your host, Walter, here. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Dodgers because there was a big, uh, a big, a big showdown this week in Los Angeles with the Giants and the Dodgers. We're expecting a lot of uh, battles to go on throughout the rest of the season. To help me talk about the Dodgers as they head into Washington, into D.C., I'm speaking with Bill Plunkett, beat writer for the Dodgers of uh, the Orange County Register. Bill, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing all right. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's still going on, huh? That's still going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Like another uh, another oh. eight years, right? I forget the total, but yeah, he gets a check every July 1st. Oh, man. I, that is uh, one of the funniest things. I have a cousin that is a Mets fan, and I just, I always send him a, a meme every, every uh, July 1st. I bet he doesn't think it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. He does not. But yes, happy July 1st. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. That is hilarious. Uh, Bill, how was your flight? Uh, you went down to D.C. How, how have you Have you been traveling with the team? Um, for a long period of time now? How long has it been? We st- we started back on the road in May. We didn't uh, didn't travel the first couple trips. Uh, and then May, when they had that, uh, they had a trip to San Francisco and Houston. And that was, uh, that was the first one. And media access has gradually increased. So we can talk to players uh, face-to-face, not just Zoom every day. Uh, thank you. God for that. I think we're all tired of Zoom. Uh, so yeah, so we've kind of gone back to normal. It's uh, it, it's still baby steps back to normal, I guess. But yeah, I've been traveling since uh, early May, mid May. So so how is it to get on a plane? Because I I personally I haven't been um, on a plane since everything happened uh, with the pandemic. I actually just went down to LA, but. Uh, twice actually in the last month and a half, but I've driven driven uh, every single time from up here. So, uh, how's the how's the procedures going? You feel comfortable out there on the plane? Uh, how's that all going? Uh, plane travel is just as uncomfortable and miserable as it always was. That has not changed. Uh, people are still uh, uh, the word that comes to mind is obnoxious, uh, but but I probably should temper that. Uh, the, the, the protocols and such, I mean, you have to wear a mask the whole time, which, you know, a flight from California to Washington, that's a long time to keep that thing on and a little uncomfortable, but you know, they, it's just, it's just silliness. It's like, uh, physically distance while you stand in line. But then when you get on the plane, you're shoulder to shoulder breathing each other's air. So uh, I'm not sure what good that does. Uh, but I got vaccinated right in the first wave. I was I was there with my hand raised in the air saying, yes, please. Uh, so I feel I feel confident and comfortable that uh, that I'm OK. And and hopefully everybody else out there is doing the same. 
Yeah, I, I need to uh, get back on a plane because driving down to L.A., uh, I, I haven't done it in a long time, and I forgot how miserable it can be, um, especially when you hit that well, LA here's traffic. The, here's <laughs> the thing about driving San Francisco to L.A. or vice versa. If you do the grapevine and you go out, you know, down to five, it's boring and miserable. <laughs> but if you take an entire day and go down the PCH, and I'm not even sure if you can because there's been – some mudslides and the and it's gone. Uh, you know, it had to be closed in a couple spots for a while there. But the PCH drive, LA to San Francisco or vice versa, is the most beautiful drive in the country. It's just fabulous. I am a huge fan of the PCH. Love to spend time in uh, Monterey. I'm a big fan of the Monterey Peninsula. Uh, so if you have the time and can do it that way. It's a great way to spend a day, but if you're in a hurry, and you probably were, and you have to just pound out those miles on on the five, it is boring. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to look at, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to check, check, uh, test that out um, next time I go. Uh, next time I drive, no, Ho- everyone I who driving, lives in though. California, <laughs> everyone who lives in California should do the PCH drive at least once. It really, yeah, yeah. you get a real uh, respect for for what beauty we have in California. We're talking with Bill Plunkett here, beat writer for the Los Angeles Dodgers for the Orange County Register. Uh, we're talking about you know traveling and all that. What, what what do you what do you do? I mean, that is a, a long time from L.A. to Washington. What did you do on your flight? What what uh what do you do to pass the time? Uh, I'm an I'm an iPod and and a library book guy. That's all I need. All I right. just I listen to some music and I, I read a book most of the way. There were. Uh, I did watch, uh, they had some movies available. I did watch a little bit on on uh, my I, iPad. I'm trying to think what I watched. It was so memorable. I can't even think of what I watched on the on the way. Uh, oh, a movie called Happily. Happily. With Who's Joel that? McHale and I can't think of the actress's name. Uh, yeah, that was a good one, though. Look it up. It was It was odd little different but it, it entertained me for an hour and 37 minutes or whatever it was all right we're getting a good a lot of good recommendations here from bill plunkett uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna check it out happily i don't, I don't know how good they are <laughs> no I, I i love it i love it we got to do the 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 pacific coast we got to watch happily I, I love it this is uh go, going into fourth of july weekend uh, by the way uh happy fourth of july weekend uh you're going right into yeah. it in dc uh we're going to talk about that matchup coming up here in in a sec dc uh fourth of july should be fun um, but before we get into that, we got to talk about the Giants and Dodgers. Um, the last time we spoke, it you know we were talking about pr- predictions, right? Predictions, and well, we mentioned the 103 um, win total, and I believe you gave me a 108. I think you were solid on that. And the Dodgers, I was pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were pretty high. And the Dodgers, you know, they've been dealing with injury. They've missed Cody Bellinger for for uh, some time. Uh, their starting rotation has been, uh, you know, hurt. They've been missing Corey Seager, uh, but they're still there. I mean, they're right at, right behind the Giants. Who, by the way, I don't think anyone saw that coming, Bill. I was, I was strong on the Giants to an extent. I thought they were the same as last year. I thought they were better than their roster would make you think, and I thought they would kind of be in that third place. Uh, range. I, I thought they were better than the Diamondbacks or Rockies. That was uh, 
pretty clear to me. But this, I don't think anybody saw it. I think I think their pitching has been so much better than than we realized. I, I give a tremendous amount of credit to Farhan for his ability to squeeze the, every bit of juice out of a, a roster, all 40 men. We saw it when he was here as the GM and he's, he's doing it as the, you know, as the bops up there. He's, he's really as, as silly as it is that we make fun of, you know, analytically inclined front offices. Uh, he, you know, we used to have a uh, hashtag down here, Farhan's laptop. Whenever he would make a move that just was like, okay, you know, picking up some goofball named Mac Muncie, right? Uh, you know, it'd be hashtag Farhan's laptop, and, and sure enough, it would work out. And I, I think his laptop has been working overtime for San Francisco. It's he's really you give him the credit for getting the most out of a roster because he he is fantastic at it. Yeah, we have a different uh, hashtag for Max Muncy up here in, in the Bay Area. He's the hashtag <laughs> Giant, Giants Killer, man. That guy, <laughs> it seems like every at-bat, he just hits a home run. Uh, and he did it again th- this uh, this past series. I mean, he is amazing. And it wasn't, he didn't even have to face Madison Bumgarner. It's just any, <laughs> anybody in a Giants uniform, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Max Muncy, uh, you know, keeps doing it, and that's that's one of the, um, I think that's one of the the staples, right? One of the poster childs of Farhan uh, Zaidi is is Max Muncy because of just how he broke into the league, um, and you know he wasn't doing well anywhere that he was, and he ends up in L.A. and and uh, turns into a superstar, and this guy is uh, is amazing. But t- talking about home runs, I mean, did you see that that home run by uh, Crawford on, on? I think it was Monday night. It was like four forty four or something like that. Uh, really long, pretty much one. dead center field. He he yeah. went to the back of the pavilion with that one. Yeah, is is you know for me, I mean, Brandon Crawford. You talk about uh, Varhan Zaidi, you know, squeezing every bit of juice out of everybody, um, and that even goes for the veterans too. It's not for you know the Lamont Wades, the, these guys that haven't had a big uh, chance, big success in the major leagues. He's doing it with the veterans too. Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford having a career year, hits that long home run. Uh, quick question for you, Bill: Is you know who, who has hit? the longest home run at Dodger stadium of the opposing team that you've seen uh, in your lifetime. Ooh, from the opposing team, that would be Giancarlo Stanton. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when he was with the Marlins and I'm not sure that it, it has landed yet. I mean, it, <laughs> right. it cleared did, the, the left field pavilion and was still rising. Yeah. It did, did, didn't amazing. it go out of the stadium? <laughs> I think, I think, you know, we lost sight of it. I think it hit the back of the awning and bounced out. Oh, wow. Which, you know, which is kind of cheating. You know, you're supposed to clear the awning completely. Uh, but that's the biggest one that I've been there for. I, I saw Mike Piazza hit a few moonshots back in the day. Uh, still, the, the most impressive home run I ever saw was the 02 World Series. Barry Bonds, I forget which game it was, but it was one of the ones in Anaheim. And it just it the ball disintegrated in the in in the air and was never seen again. There's a uh, there's a great shot in the uh, Angels you know highlight video that they put out after the World Series where they uh, Bonds crushes it and they cut to Tim Salmon on the railing of the the Angels dugout and you can read his lips and he's just very slowly going oh my god. <laughs> 
that was that was the biggest. Yeah, yeah. And and you mentioned the Angels. Uh, I'm curious, has Otani hit a home run yet in uh, in Dodger Stadium? No, I don't think he has. I'm not sure. When they played last year, he was he had those injuries on and off. I'm not sure how much he's played at uh, Dodger Stadium yet, but I don't I don't recall him hitting a home run there. I think that uh, you know the next time that he's in there, uh, you may have a new longest home run at Dodger Stadium by an opposing team because he is just yeah. on a tear. He is, he is he is having an incredible year, and and that doesn't even do it justice. I mean, just the, the, the combination that no one has done for a hundred years of pitching as well as he is and just being a tremendous destructive force on offense. That's, this is truly one in, once in a multi-generation. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun to watch. And I got to watch uh, Otani um, as he took on the Giants last week before, uh, you know, it was they went to Angels, they went to Anaheim, then they came back for the Bay Bridge Series, and they went back down to L.A. Um, a lot of fun rivalry going on because uh, – but seeing Otani, you know, to, to, to be hitting in that second spot, sometimes leading – I think yesterday he was leading off, uh, but he got yeah. he got blown up, so he got taken out of that game. But the Angels still won that game, so I have no idea how that happened. Um, but uh, incredible seven runs in the ninth <laughs> inning, they hit a grand slam in the ninth yeah. Chapman just blew up. Yeah. It, yeah that was, that incredible. was a crazy game last night. Baseball. You got to love it, right? You never know what you're going to see at the ballpark. You're never, you know. play 162 games. Anything can happen. And, and truly you go to the ballpark every night and you might see something that you've never seen. I, I was uh, earlier in the year. We had uh, the Padres series in, at Dodger Stadium, and Fernando Tatis Jr. went off and had a couple home runs in a game. And I was there the night his father hit two grand slams in an inning at Dodger Stadium. And you know, you see both ends of that—the two generations. It's uh, it is it is amazing that what 162 games will bring out. Yeah, 162, there's nothing like it. 27 outs, you got to get every single one. There's no dribbling out the clock. There's no holding on to the ball. That's what makes baseball so special. You have to get every single out to win that game. Um, so, so yeah, baseball is is one of those sports. It's just it's special in, in comparison uh, to the other ones. But we're talking with Bill Plunkett, uh, Bill Ri- beat writer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Orange County Register. We've been uh, kind of... Going, talking on the on the Dodgers and things that's happened in the past week, and uh, you know most recently, unfortunately, um, the restraining order with Trevor Bauer uh, came up this week. Well, you know how are the Dodgers proceeding, and what uh, what is MLB? Uh, what's the procedures with that as far as you know the domestic um, you know, the domestic assault. Uh, accusations right because we have to remember they're accusations they're not uh convictions but what what's the procedure here moving forward with trevor bauer well unfortunately we're familiar with that because julio urias had an incident uh late in the 2019 season and what happened with him was he was put on i forget what the exact exact list is but he was put on basically a one-week suspension while major league baseball investigated and then when the week was over, if they felt that the investigation needed to go deeper or, or whatever, uh, MLB can request through the players union that they extend that suspension. They didn't. He ended up getting a 
day discipline, 25 days uh, suspended. Uh, in this case, I think it's a little more complicated because uh, it's a he said, she said type situation. There doesn't appear to be any other witnesses or corroborating uh, evidence uh, one way or the other. In Julio's case, there was it was a parking garage at a shopping mall and there were videos all over the place. So there were multiple witnesses and the investigation went a little differently. I'm not sure how this one's going to play out. I would not be surprised if he is placed on that administrative leave or whatever they call it while the investigation plays out. Uh, his rep Bauer's representatives have hit back pretty hard, uh, trying to portray this as consensual. Uh, and you know, still, the woman seems to have uh, evidence or photos of the injuries she sustained. It, it, this is going to be messy. It's a bad situation, regardless of how you look at it. I'm not sure what's going to play out, but part of it is Trevor has not led the cleanest online life. He has um, been in situations where he, it seems to have you know, been bullying women online. Uh, he's been on his party manners, his best behavior since he came to the Dodgers. Uh, we haven't had anything like that. Um, but, you know, Major League Baseball, he's not – He's not in the good graces of Major League Baseball for his past behavior in, in terms of uh, public statements and behavior online. So not sure if that'll play into this or not, but it is a messy situation. Yeah, and um, and you know the the details of the of the restraining order, you know, it was it was a little bit, um, you know, you get taken back a little bit. You're you're uh, you're a little shocked yeah. in the details. Um, so, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a, he said, she said situation, um, as far as the restraining order, the details, but, um, you know, we, we're going to have to follow this story, um, as, as it goes on, I believe that there's a hearing in July, right? So, uh, we have to see what, uh, what goes on with Trevor Bauer, but, um, but yeah, I mean, to me, when you hear these things, especially with athletes and in sports, um, and most recently, you know, we had to deal with it in football with uh, with Deshaun Watson, right? I, I know it's yeah, not still a, ongoing, right? It's still ongoing, and and uh, and their season isn't even underway. So I'm just curious as to what the procedures, what the protocol is going to be, because we even had uh, Marcelo Suna uh, with domestic violence earlier this year, and I don't even believe is he even playing anymore. Um, he, he's well, he's he was done, out right? injured. He had uh, he he had had like. Uh, I want to say wrist surgery or something where he was, he was out of action and wasn't going to be coming back right. to, to play anytime soon. So I don't know what the status of his, uh, that whole situation is right now. I will tell you this from the Dodgers perspective with Bauer, uh, they pretty much threw their hands up immediately and said, we're handing this over to MLB and, and they will conduct the investigation and we will cooperate. So they, they 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 did similar similar response to the Urias thing two years ago, just turned it over to MLB and said, you know, we're out. All right, we're talking with Bill Plunkett here for the Los Angeles Dodgers, talking a little bit about Trevor Bauer. Let's switch uh, switch gears here a little bit because in relation to Trevor Bauer, uh, spider tack, you know that that was the spin rate, everything uh, that was going on um, with MLB starting to implement the uh foreign substances 
checks. Uh, how's it going in LA? How's what's the what's the feel in the in the locker room and the dugout uh, as far as the new protocols go? And, and what's what are your thoughts on it? Uh, you personally, how do you feel about the these investigations just starting all all, all of a sudden out of nowhere uh, two weeks ago? Yeah, that's been the biggest uh, objection. I guess. Well, the two two biggest objections. One is. Um, teams were told in spring training that this was an information gathering thing and they were going to be checking baseballs and such. And then all of a sudden, two months in, it goes from information gathering to uh, complete crackdown and 10-game suspensions. And I think a lot of uh, pitchers in particular objected to that. It's like, why didn't you just say in spring training we're going to crack down on this and start from there? And the other objection is the very public nature of these silly little checks. Uh, we had a situation the other day where uh, Clayton Kershaw pitched uh, fantastic, struck out 13, came off the mound in the eighth inning. The, the uh, fans at Dodger Stadium, a packed house, are getting, giving him a standing ovation. And then the umpires come over and check him. And the, the, the ovation immediately turned to booze. Uh, it's it's just uh, I, I'm not sure why they have to do it out in the open. I understand uh, they want to do it in the way that least impacts pace of play. So you know, doing it while the uh, two teams are changing sides between innings doesn't slow the game down at all. But why do we have to do it right out there on the grass uh, at the third baseline or first baseline? You know, it just seems like it'd be better done in the dugout or somewhere where it's not, you know, done right in front of everybody. Blake Trinan, the Dodgers reliever, said it, he, he, he thinks it uh, makes every pitcher look guilty. And he's probably right. And I'm not so sure that's not baseball's uh, intent uh, to kind of shame guys into behaving. And, and uh, you know, it, it's kind of like having a uh, police car right on the side of the road to deter speeding. Now, he may not write anybody a ticket, but just by being there, the idea is that it deters the behavior. So uh, it's a a very heavy-handed, poorly thought-out way to do something that probably was necessary. I think think, uh, most players would agree that uh, things had gone too far um, with the pursuit of spin rate and you know the the things that pitchers were doing to get it and uh, to crack down on that probably had a lot of support but the way they've done it just hasn't been handled real well yeah and and i agree with you bill is uh you know the way that they're doing it out on the field to kind of show up the the pitcher right um and i i do think that there are uh there is a reason to that right that that they want to Make it a, a public, you know, shaming, uh, so to speak, um, to to show up exactly. these pictures, right? So because that, that's because exactly I agree what it looks like, yeah, and, and and I agree with you that it should actually have like why can't they do it in the in the tunnel? Like the the pitcher just has to go straight into the dugout, hand whatever he has uh, to check, do a check in the dugout. You have like a you know uh, I, I wouldn't say an umpire, but you have an, a major league baseball official. Uh, that is trained to look for substances. You know, I say that with quotes. Uh, but, but you know, like, why can't why, why can't they do it that way? Um, that's the other thing that uh, Trevor Bauer was uh, really made some strong comments about. 
is what what exactly are they looking for? Do they know? Right. I mean, have these have these uh, umpires been trained as far as what's acceptable sticky and what's unacceptable sticky? I mean, right. uh, you know, throwing it together the way they did in the middle of the season, it's highly unlikely that there is a standard uh, one size fits all that's going to go across Major League Baseball. One umpire may think something is is too sticky and throw a guy out of the game. Another guy won't won't notice that or won't care about that. So, yeah, mid, again, midseason implementation of this is a really poor choice. Yeah, and and, and we've already had uh, just one pitcher, right, one pitcher be suspended for foreign substances. And are they even disclosing, like, what, was discovered like or you know i I still i'm still trying to learn this new process uh and and i think we're all trying to learn it but you know what was found on his glove what what specifically again what are they looking for uh but 10 games yeah i think it was barbecue sauce i think they, they found barbecue sauce and it was uh it was not the right brand so ten games. There you go. I, honestly, I think I read that they don't even uh, that they that it's just the umpire's discretion. If he thought it was too sticky, if he thought he had something on his glove, uh, then that's good enough, and they don't have to analyze the substance or anything like that. You, as a pitcher, you're not supposed to have anything on your glove. Right. So if they found something, barbecue sauce or spider tech doesn't doesn't matter. It's uh, it's illegal by by rule. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we have to do the uh, CSI uh, investigation of what's on there because you're not supposed to have anything on it. But again, one umpire to the next, uh, a different umpire might not have noticed it or thought it was worth uh, mentioning. Yeah, barbecue sauce. That, that's a that's a bummer. You can't have ribs in the bullpen before you go out and uh, and toss ninety seven. Like, like you can't you can't do that. No. Yeah. Well, you have too many wings in the pregame and and get you know get a little sloppy. Get some on your glove. You're in trouble. <laughs> well, someone that uh, that didn't like the inspections, and you're gonna see uh, you can see him. I think tomorrow is is when he's pitching. Max Scherzer. Uh, he didn't like the inspections. Is Dave Roberts going to do uh, kind of a little bit what? Uh, what the Phillies manager did, uh, his name is, is drawing a blank right now. Uh, but is, uh, is he Girardi. Gonna, yeah, Joe Girardi. Joe, Joe Girardi. Yeah. yeah, Joe Girardi. Is he going to uh, kind of get in Max Scherzer's head and and, uh, and get ejected in that game? Is that what we're gearing towards here? I think Max's head might explode if, <laughs> if another manager does that to him. He, yeah, he didn't take too kindly no. to that. Uh, we, asked, we asked Dave about that. Uh, you know, the, the, next, the night that it happened, Clayton Kershaw was pitching, and he made – uh, some pretty strong post-game remarks about um, if a manager is going to do that, then there should be some form of discipline for the manager if they don't find anything. And, you know, that the idea being that uh, you don't just do it and to mess with the pitcher uh, and and no consequences. And, and we asked Dave Roberts that, and he said he – He's all he's all for gamesmanship to a certain extent, but uh, he made it clear that he thought that had kind of crossed the line. And he said he would never do it unless he was pretty certain something was going on. Well, that's yeah, that's nice to say, but you know, what's your idea of pretty certain? Right. You know, well, I thought he had some. I saw him put his hands to his uh, hair, and his, he had a hair gel. 
after the fact, every manager, any manager who pulls that is going to have an excuse and, and cover for himself. So, yeah, I, I think that's a very easy thing for Dave to say uh, in a hypothetical discussion. I just wanted to see him, uh, you know, get into a shouting match with Max Scherzer on the mound. I just, I just want to see it. Oh, we've see seen, it. we've seen Dave, <laughs> Dave get riled up. He nearly went after Andy Green when Andy Green was uh, Padres uh, manager. Uh, there was an incident. Alex Wood on the mound thought. Uh, thought the guy, a runner at second base, was stealing his signs, and he turned around and said something to him, and one thing led to another, and Dave charged out of the dugout after Andy Green. He, he apparently had said something that triggered uh, Dave, and there's a there's a popular meme among Dodger fans of Dave being, uh, he got kicked from the game, and one of the other coaches kind of escorted him back to the dugout, and over the Coach's shoulder, Dave is pointing at Andy Green and going, you and me. <laughs> and that is a popular meme that uh, Dodger fans will use from time to time. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We got to see it again. We got to see it again. Why not? Why not? Let, let's get some more entertainment <laughs> from Dave Roberts and, and Max Scherzer. I want to see a shouting match. Maybe uh, wrestle on the mound. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in D.C. Fourth uh, of July weekend. But well, and, chances, uh, chances are we'll have more than one rain delay. So maybe we can set <laughs> something up to, to pass the time during the rain delay. Yeah, yeah. Arm wrestle in the dugout or something. I don't, I don't know. Do, do, so, do something. <laughs> Uh, but Kyle Schwarber is another guy. I mean, we talked about Max Scherzer, but Kyle Schwarber on the offensive side, you guys are going to have to deal with that. I think it's, what is it now, 16 home runs in 18 games or something like that? I lost is, track, but I, I, I'll tell fire. you this. The Nationals are playing really well. They've won 14 out of their last 17. So the Dodgers have their hands full going into this one. And they've been the Dodgers have been kind of up and down lately, and the schedule – has been a big part of it. They had a two-week stretch where they played three last-place teams. They played the Pirates, the Rangers, and Diamondbacks, and then another losing team. I forget who. Uh, and they went like 12-2 and two during that stretch. And the next games they played were those three in San Diego where they got swept. And I don't think playing last-place teams for two weeks prepared them for what they got in San Diego. And, you know, they've kind of been stumbling a little – since then, they had the sweep in San Diego. They got no hit by the Cubs when they came home. Uh, and then they turned things around. They won, won five straight since the no-hitter. So it's been an up-and-down stretch for them. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, deal with a red-hot Schorber um, and, and, like you said, a, a Nationals team. Um, because I mean, when you look at the standings, the the Nationals they're near the bottom, right, of the of the East. Um, but they were doing pretty well, I believe, at the beginning of the year. But then they just fell apart. They had like this rough stretch um, last month, I believe. But uh, and remember what they remember what they did uh, in 2019. Uh, I mean, they exactly. were below 500 exactly. deep into the season. They nearly fired Davey Martinez. And then they end up winning the World Series, taking the Dodgers out in the in the process. So, you know, maybe this fourteen and three stretch is the beginning of their resurrection. Who knows? Yeah, and and I just looked up the standings. I did not know that they are second, only two games back of the Mets. I didn't That's know what that this surge has done for them. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's the World Series year all over again. Twenty nineteen all over again for the Nationals. Um, so we'll see. Hey, how when the, you how find the you do. find a. 
You find a formula that works, you stick with it, right? Right. It's that losing, you know, more than you win for the first two months. That's the hard part. Well, so so when you when you look at Kyle Schwarber, though, uh, when you're going into it, you know, if, if the Nationals do, because they're, they're on this big hot streak, right? But if they do fall off uh, in the East, Schwarber, I would assume, would be one of those guys that could possibly be moved. Are the Dodgers looking at a Kyle Schwarber or what kind of player are they looking at at the deadline as we are, again, on Bobby Bonilla Day, July 1st, going into uh, trade talk month? Pitching, pitching, pitching. I, I think that's going to be their number one focus, their number two focus, and their number three focus. I, I, I honestly think that's getting, getting more pitching is uh, the main thing that they want to do. And we talk about the Nationals, well, Max Scherzer could be a guy that's available. How, how would he fit into a pitching uh, a playoff rotation for the Dodgers? That would make them pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, uh, and the bullpen has been really good the last month, but uh, I'm sure they would they would be happy to upgrade that. And we're hearing Rodriguez from the Pirates has one uh, one name being tossed out there. I think the yeah, at this time of year, you always have to look at those last place teams. Uh, you know, as far as do they have a, a good established guy that they would trade? You know, the Pirates have Rodriguez. The Diamondbacks don't really have anybody. Uh, so you know you kind of go around the league and look for those things, and, but I, I think I think uh, improved pitching uh, or depth is is the thing the Dodgers will look for. If you remember uh, last year when they won it all, big part of it was they moved their starting pitching depth into the bullpen. Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, and Julio Urias, who was fantastic. He was a difference maker out of the bullpen. I think they would like to do the same thing this year. I think they would like to move Julio into the bullpen. Um, Gonsolin has not hardly pitched this year. He had a shoulder problem to start the year. I don't think they're counting on him. Uh, And Dustin May is out with Tommy John. So those options are limited. I think they would like to get, uh, you know, another starter and then be able to make those moves for October. Yeah, I don't think you could ever have too much pitching. And by the way, you you mentioned Max Scherzer uh, going to the Nationals. Yeah, let's let's hope that Dave, Dave Roberts doesn't uh, rock, rock the cage a little bit tonight or tomorrow. tomorrow. No, let's, let's no, hope that not, doesn't happen. Then, yeah, you treat him nice just in case. <laughs> that that'd be pretty awkward if if uh, if something goes crazy with Max Scherzer on the mound and then all of a sudden he's uh, he's on the Dodgers. It'd be pretty awkward walking <laughs> into that locker room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a great talk. Love talking baseball with you. Love talking Dodger baseball also. Um, you have a good time in, in D.C. You got any plans other than uh, going to the ballpark on uh, on July, 4th of July weekend? Well, we might, we might have a little White House visit. Uh, while we're here, but uh, that's that's on the on the down low. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Your secret is safe with me, Bill. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a good one, Bill. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, enjoy DC, and uh, you know we'll probably talk down the line because there's a there's a lot of head to head matchups with the San Francisco yeah. Giants at the end of this month, and it's going to be a really fun uh, summer for sure. So, Bill, well, this, thank you for this coming one's on. Going down, this one's going down to the wire in the NL West. Oh, I, yeah. I, I feel comfortable predicting that. I'm here, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You, you still uh, standing behind that 108? Nope, they're not getting the 108. <laughs> Take the under. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for coming on, Bill. I really appreciate it, man. You got it. And again, that was Bill Plunkett, beat writer for the Los Angeles Dodgers for the Orange County Register. You can go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter at Bill Plunkett OCR. Again, Bill Plunkett OCR. So I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Bill talking about the Dodgers a little bit. You know, they uh, they swept, I guess, the two-game sweep of the Giants. They're ro- rolling into D.C. playing a hot uh, Nationals team, possibly some guys that could be moved at the trade deadline, as we mentioned, Max Scherzer, maybe Kyle Schwarber. But yeah, this uh, this fourteen and three run really put them. I, I did not. I literally, literally, as I was talking with Bill, I looked up the standings. I did not realize that the Nationals are two games back in the East, so maybe they're not even sellers at the deadline. But from the beginning of July to the end of July, you know baseball. You know these runs. It can go really south really quick, so you never know what's going to happen, especially with that division. you got the Braves uh, right behind the Nationals. you got the Phillies right there also. And, I mean, they got, they got the Marlins. Don't, don't count them out. But, I mean, the, the Marlins are a little bit further down the ladder. Um, but the Nationals right there, two games behind. The Mets are playing great baseball as of late. Uh, again, 14-3. and three in their last 17. So I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, we got more content coming up next week. We're going to go look at the Twins, and we'll dive into the Nationals. We'll get on the other side because the Nationals will be playing the Giants next weekend. We're going to talk with uh, Mark Zuckerman and with Dan Hayes next week, so stay tuned for that. You guys have a good one. Enjoy the 4th of July weekend. Be safe out there. Um, if you're going to drink, don't drive. You know, Get a DD. Hang out wherever you are. Um, Be safe with your fireworks if you have any of those. Have a good time out there, and we will talk next time. And again, you were listening to Passion for the Pastime. I'm your host, Walter. Thank you for joining in. Talk to you then.